Hello. And welcome to Awful Awful. Why doesn't everyone uh, reintroduce themselves? Because we'll be starting a new scenario. Uh, my name is Don, and I'm playing United States Marshal Service Senior Investigator Bob Carlton. I'm Evan, and I will be bringing back uh, Drake Ashford to the table, the uh, sketchy military contractor guy. <laughs> and I'm Chambry, and I will be playing, again, Jackie Cole, the flight paramedic. Hey, Jason. And uh, I'll be editing that out. And I am your handler. So the scenario we're doing today... I think it'll probably take two or three sessions, and it wasn't originally planned for the campaign, but it just got released last month, and I figured we could be the first to have a playthrough of it, and it is called Presence. It's by one of the two main people. I think it's Scott I Shane Ivy. Yes, if that gives you any uh ideas of how this scenario is going to turn out looking forward to it for sure so we will start directly where we left off just to wrap it up that should take about 10 minutes then we will jump into home scenes and uh then move forward into the scenario itself so where we left off uh Carrie, you had to leave because of a real-world medical emergency. Uh, turned out to be nothing too bad. Um, but it kind of fit the situation that your character was in. And if you want that edited out, I can edit that out as well. No, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, we both, uh, in real life and in the game, were suffering from mysterious infections that needed immediate attention. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, we sent the team over and they determined it was nothing to worry about. Uh, they had weird, weird marks all over them as well, but uh, we took them at their word. <laughs> now, Jackie Cole, you also got infected at the very end, but you had developed a way to treat the alien infection. And turns out it is incredibly simple. For the past two days, Bob Carlton has been babysitting the two of you as you are downing bottles of Tums, antacids, and uh, probably feeling weak because your bodies can't digest anything. And sleeping all day, Drake, you begin to slip into a dream. and. In this dream, you see a, you're on top of a mountain and it appears like modern day. You see a plane flying overhead. You can see roads into the distance, but things begin to change. Water begins to fill up around the mountain. The sky changes colors. You see creatures that you've never seen before running across the surface of this short mountain. And then from above, you see an even stranger creature that you cannot describe. Wings stretched, it stops, 
above your head and begins to suck you up into it as well as various other organisms around you. As you are about to be sucked into this creature's awful embrace, you awaken and you hear a knock on the door. Bob and Jackie, you are there as well as there is a knocking on your door. All right, since um, my two compatriots have been a little under the weather, I will go to look through the keyhole, or not keyhole, the spy hole. You see a 40, maybe 40-something-year-old Asian woman, a 30-something-year-old white man in a suit, and another 30-something-year-old African-American man in a uh, track suit, track jacket, and they're all standing outside of your door. Would I have any recognition of them? You would not, but as you continue to look outside of the door, one of them says your name, Bob, Drake, Jackie, whoever's in there, and she looks left and right and says, we're from the program. Open up. Um, all right. I would unsnap my um, holster of my pistol, but otherwise do nothing and open the door. She's going to um, pull out a piece of paper and a uh, pencil, and she's going to make a triangle on this piece of paper and write green inside of it and show that to you. Right, I'll take it and tear it up and toss it in the trash and step out of the way of the door to let them come in. Okay. Uh, They're going to step inside, and you can tell that the Asian woman is kind of taking the lead here. She begins to speak again and says, all right, we're, uh, we're the relief team. Your handler should have mentioned that we were coming. We're just here to cut up any loose ends while you've been uh, having to stay in this hotel room. So all we really need to know is if Drake and Jackie are good to be released and if there's any loose ends uh, that we should investigate. Well, the two of them have both been getting a lot better over the days. Uh, it seems like they're whatever the microbes are are leaving their bodies. We're um, just dying off in their bodies. Um, there are definitely multiple bodies in the morgue that could be a problem. Um, I set them up with bureaucratic delays, so hopefully. Uh, the microbes should revol- resolve themselves before they're opened, but those are something you want to take uh, care of, probably. Um, the home of McCaslin and also his partner, uh, his uh, research assistant uh, partner, are places you probably want to investigate, and the pit uh, may need some further looks. Yes, we are aware that the, the pit is a uh, a large containment risk. And 
I forgot to even mention that I'm uh, I'm Dr. Zhang, MD. I work for the CDC. This is my partner, Jack Harrison, pointing towards the white man, and Andrew Braun. No, that's a real person. Andrew Anderson, uh, pointing towards the African-American man. They're both FBI. Now, I'm here with the CDC, both because of the nature of the case and also because you called in the CDC through uh, regular channels. And that was a very risky move. So quite a few CDC-friendly agents and friendlies have had to be sent over to try and control the narrative. Yeah, some things just were necessary. Hopefully you can uh, determine it as an isolated incident and shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, she's going to ask you a couple more questions and finish off by saying, now, how exactly did you treat the infection and who came up with this treatment? Though you already, uh, out of character, though you already said it, she's now asking it again just for her records. Um, primarily, we used antacids to lower um, the stomach acid of Drake and Jackie to keep it, their stomachs from being um, ideal environments for the flora. Um, it was a bit of a hunch on my part, but you'd have to talk to Jackie for actual medical uh, ideas about it. Jackie, she's going to look at you uh, with the kind of the kind of superficial narcissistic view that a doctor may look at nurses or paramedics and say <laughs> <laughs> you suggested antacids? Yeah. For an alien I parasite. I had them on hand. They're readily available. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, doctor, still not feeling that great. Uh, seemed to do just fine in a pinch. Always had to come up with things uh, when I was in the field in Iraq like this to try to get by when I didn't have everything I needed right away. Well, if the treatment is really over-the-counter Tums, then... That is the simplest solution to a natural that I have ever dealt with. I, uh, to clear the both of you, she's gonna be pulling a bag, two bags out of her coat, and she's going to look at you, Drake, and you, Jackie, and say, I'm going to need samples from both of your intestines. So do you want to give me any pain meds or you want me to like, what? I'm going to need a stool sample. Well, thank God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's a lot easier than what I thought you were saying, Doc. Yes. I uh, am not the kind of doctor who usually deals with poop. 
So why don't you uh, get this over with and I'll bag it up, get you results by the end of the day. Okay, sounds good. Do you need any help with that? Uh, wouldn't be my first time helping a patient completely covered in poop, doctor. I could maybe take that for you. <laughs> no, I just need you to not get it everywhere. Okay, it then. be a biohazard risk. Drake has gone over and started making uh, the little crappy coffee from the hotel thing in the room. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Start the process. So that happens, and uh, she grimly collects her two samples, struggling to just say thank you, and steps out with her two fellow agents. A couple hours later, you get a call. Drake, Jackie, around the same time. It's a group call. Okay. Um, and you know, to be honest, we can we can kind of skim through the details. the The call basically says that any sample of the alien fungus has been shown to be dead, and you have been given an official clearance notice. You can now leave the hotel room. And your op is done. Can't believe we made it out of that one. Yeah. Alien, vi well, guess not viruses, but whatever it is. Not something I was expecting or looking forward to when I agreed to this. Yeah, but... Uh... Now I guess I'll keep more Tums in the bag. <laughs> yeah, though I have my doubts that they'll ever be necessary again. We're going to probably solve everything unnatural with Tums now. It's our first line. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure the next one we'll get will actually require like a lower acidity in our stomach and we'll take the Tums and it'll grow and it'll just be a disaster. I'm already loading 12-gate <laughs> shells with Tums. <laughs> I, was, I love it that sounds like uh from supernatural loading shells with rock salt yeah yeah absolutely same thing yeah so you've been given an official clearance that you can go home uh but i'll also say that you receive a text message instructing you never to return to helena done yeah i think i'm good Who who's it from uh it is part of the a message that the doctor sent you and okay. she says that it was passed down from her handler to be instructed to you um it further says that the the police are looking for you they have questions for you so best to get out of town and do not come back Awesome. Oh man, another place I'm not welcome. From here, you can uh, just go home and uh, tell me your home scenes, or if there's anything else you want to role play before you leave Helena, you let me know. 
No, I'm, I'm good. happy to move on to home scenes. Okay. Have you selected your home scenes? Yeah, I have. I've got mine ready. Okay. Let's start with Drake. What are you doing, Drake? Uh, Drake has decided that he is a... Uh, his... He's decided he's going to try art therapy, and so he's going to learn to paint. Okay, so is that going to be considered going to therapy as... um? No, this would be improve a skill or a stat, essentially. And would that be improving art as a skill? Yes, it would. Okay, uh, you can just roll for that, and then we'll roleplay it. Uh, it's a zero, so it'll succeed. I can just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... You walk in there not knowing anything about art. Um, you have not picked up a brush, a brush since high school, if even. And what do you want to paint? What what fills your mind? There's a certain mountain that I just haven't been able to get out of my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're painting a mountain, and it starts out as a a beautiful mountain, like it could be the swiss alps or it could be the rockies it's a beautiful scene and you're you're soaking up everything you can learn about art and how to paint landscapes and you kind of get lost in in this painting like you're in the zone and uh, it's almost automatic you're not even thinking of what you're painting and after about half an hour you snap back into it and you see the image, almost a dot on the canvas of a man, and above him is the thing that you saw in your dream. The colors of the sky you have also changed in your added details from a blue to a bluish green. And you're now staring at what you've absent-mindedly created awesome <laughs> <laughs> um he probably is just like yeah just kind of stares at it for a little bit then sets it aside and starts over all right you start painting a uh sign that is yellow you why don't you tell me is there anything in particular you'd like to paint in this next one or Gonna just try and do something more normal. Yeah, I probably just focus on something really mundane. Okay. Trying to clear your mind of that, you start over. Bob, what are you doing? Well, Bob is going to um, try to fix his relationships with his family a little bit when he goes home. Um, he's definitely very. Um, distant from them his his experiences with violence on this mission uh really sent him down a pretty dark path and he's almost having more difficulty like feeling anything than he normally would um but he while he's home he will uh, basically be very attentive to his wife in an attempt to um smooth over a little bit how uh, brusque and cold he's been recently for sure and is there a particular kind of scene you have in your mind that you would like to play out 
Uh, yeah, he is finally, so she's been asking him to do this for months. He finally is um, in the kitchen redoing the countertops and the backsplash that has been sort of a, they've, they're cracked and uh, in, in general dis disrepair. And it's been a long time uh, asking that he help out with that. So he's in there working on that with her around. Okay, so you're going to be kind of a, a man's man and doing this housework. Um, your wife is walking through the door with groceries and with the kids behind her, shouting and playing and making noise. And she's going to take a couple steps in with the kitchen bags. And she will see you working on the counter uh, amongst the other projects you've started. Oh, honey, um, I've been asking for that to be done for a while. Uh, is this a surprise? Yeah, yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> I uh, I like the color you picked out. Oh, Did... that's that's great. I'm I'm glad you like it. I feel like. Did I mention this color to you before? I feel like a couple of years, maybe three years ago, we were going to change up the counter. And then uh, we never did with the, with the pandemic and everything going crazy. And yeah, I feel like I did suggest that one to you. Yeah. And I remembered. And so now I'm working on it. She maybe notices that he, despite doing what she wanted, um, his affect continues to be flat and unemotional. And um, while I'm sure she appreciates all that he's doing for her, as he's clearly trying, um, the distance continues to feel pretty wide, as I did just fail on that role. So there will be one added to the bond, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, it might have worked if you're doing it in short shorts and a tank top. but uh... Oh, yeah, looking, looking <laughs> real good. But you're wearing the t-shirt and uh, jeans combo, and she's just, uh, she appreciates the gesture, and she appreciates that uh, it's one less thing to think about, uh, that the kitchen looks better. She appreciates it, like a good friend would. And we'll Ouch. set down the groceries, put them in the cupboards, in the fridge, and say, I'm going to... Go put the kids to bed. Oh, uh, great. Thank you so much. Um, I'll be out here. Okay. Don't uh, don't come to bed too late. I won't. And she will step away. What is your current relation with your wife? Um, well, that brings it up to seven out of ten. It was at six. I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, that feels genuinely like the kind of marriage that's been going on for 10 years where the passion is just kind of gone. It's like, it could go either way. So I yeah. mean, that, I mean, that's the thing is that it was at eight of 12 and then he just became a little bit less able to relate to people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, um, you might be thinking about the example that you're setting for your kids, given the violent acts that you're done. And Maybe that's causing a rift um, because you don't want your behavior 
to influence their behavior, or perhaps you feel you can't relate to them. He did destroy the remainder remaining of a family in his last stop. Yeah, um, yeah, a family, a family, and then a courtyard full of science techs. Yes, yes, you did. So you destroyed several families in that process. Um, if nothing else, we will move on to Jackie. Jackie, what have you selected for your home scene? Yeah, so Jackie is going to go home and uh, she's going to focus her energies on her son again. Okay, and if I recall, you live with a son, but the father is not around. Yeah, so Jackie lives with her adopted son and her mom. So uh, her son is, he's a teenager now. He's 18, 19, I believe. So he's not in school right now because I kind of imagine this being summertime. Yeah. Between when he's going to go from high school to college. And uh, so, yeah, she is home and she is going to take him to... Uh, this movie that he's been waiting for like four months to come out. Really excited. They're going to go. Yes. Yeah, they're going to go see Barbie. <laughs> they're going to go see Just Barbie. do the whole Barbieheimer thing while you're at it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, you're on your way to see Barbie. And then um, do you know what your son plans to major in? Um, that's a great question. I hadn't thought about. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that he wants to be, uh, an engineer of some kind. So all he knows right now is that he needs to take all the math classes. Okay. Um, so he has told you that he wants to go in for engineering and on the car ride over, why don't you why don't you roll real quick to see how this goes? Okay. If you haven't already. And this is versus um sanity, correct? Which which thing were you doing? Fulfill responsibilities. Or yeah, you're trying to get under sanity. Okay, so I failed. In which case you get one uh, okay. improvement to the bond. He's going to be quiet for the whole car ride, uh, unless you say anything to him. He's being awfully quiet. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to talk to him, but he's absorbed in something on his phone. And so I keep trying to talk to him, and he's just sort of like, yeah, cool. Sounds good, Mom. Uh-huh. That sort of thing. Yeah. And then do you have a high human? Uh, 40. 40? Okay, percent. yeah. So you get the sense that, like, some of the questions you're asking him, it's not just that he's ignoring you, it's like he's anxious to talk to you about some of the things you're asking. I'm just going to stop pestering him and uh, just say, well, if you ever want to talk to me about anything, you know I'm always here for you. But, uh, I'll leave you alone. 
till we get to the movies. But then you're going to have to tell me what kind of candy you want. He's going to look almost kind of surprised that you're being so direct with him. Uh, he's going to put his phone away and just say, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I guess uh, this place has Dippin' Dots. Oh, Dippin' Dots are the best. I'm getting chocolate. Okay, yeah. Looking, uh, looking forward to the movie. Um, you know, hey, why don't why don't we uh, talk um, tomorrow about some stuff I was thinking about? I mean, not right now, but you know, like tomorrow or so. Yeah. Okay. We can talk tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks, mom. And from there, we end the scene, and uh, the day goes by, and he's busy, and you're busy, and no discussion is ever never done yep that sounds about right <laughs> so life goes on work goes on for all three of you and you each you each are home and in terms of creative ways for you to get a summons uh it's time sensitive so you're each just gonna get a good old call whoever wants to role play it jackie oh is somebody talking i don't hear anyone drake are you talking oh we can't hear you now evan how about now yeah Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, whoever, but I said, yeah, I, I volunteered. However, sure. being muted didn't help. So as I recall, you live in kind of a, a drabby apartment. And, oh, no, it's uh, relatively upscale. He has somebody who comes by and cleans, that kind of thing. Okay. He makes yeah, enough. Crime pays. So you're living in your uh, pretty decent looking apartment uh, that's all by yourself. And... As you're uh, making yourself a healthy kale smoothie, uh, your your phone is buzzing off. Drake, go. Greetings. You have been invited to a night at the opera. It Fuck. will be playing. <laughs> I mean, this feels like it fits your kind of lifestyle. It. Uh, <laughs> it will be uh, in Vermont. In the beautiful small town of, oh, I got the wrong scenario. It's Townshend, Townshend, no, Townshend, the beautiful small town of Townshend, Vermont. Please bring whatever accessories you feel would be appropriate for your wonderful night at the opera, and expect to meet the. Usher at the local post office. Thank you, and goodbye. Drake hangs up, sighs, finishes his smoothie. Uh, does his does the rest of his uh, morning calling in to the people who need to know that he will not be going up for X meeting or that kind of thing and uh, gets his go back together 
and leaves. Okay. And on your way to the airport, uh, you will get a correction. And the correction says, please meet in, uh, what's the capital of Connecticut? I believe it's Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, Hartford, Connecticut. I couldn't find it. Yeah, please meet in Hartford, Connecticut. And I'll just fix all that. Please meet in Hartford, Connecticut for your to retrieve your tickets. And it says correction in bold letters. Okay. Uh, he definitely thinks that's strange, but he'll uh, go back to the counter and talk to somebody to get it switched over. And I will add that the uh, the correction was intentional. That wasn't just me fumbling my notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you uh, you walk up to the counter to try and exchange your tickets. They will allow you to at a uh, at a rate. And now with almost doubling the price of your ticket, you're on your way to Hartford, Connecticut. Jackie and... Bob Carlton, you get the same kind of phone call. Jackie, uh, your flight will be significantly longer, but you got a message earlier, and now you all arrive in the airport of Hartford, Connecticut. So did we all get those sort of correction cancellation messages? You all got that. Okay. Uh, okay. Because so I was going to say Bob would probably drive, but if he was just told to fly, he would do that. Sure. No, if you want to fly, because as I recall, your character is Baltimore. So driving to Connecticut, I mean, that's doable, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, depending on what the new flight was, uh, Drake might have uh, decided to drive as well. Sure. So... You may choose to do so. Uh, how exactly you get there is not important. But we can fast forward to the address you've been given. It is a hotel. And it's called the uh, Hotel Marrakesh. It looks kind of upscale. And there's several cars parked outside. Yeah. Uh, Drake Samoa is typically to watch a place for a few minutes first, see if there's any movement before he goes in. But after five minutes, if there's nothing that catches his eye, he'll probably just uh, grab his bag and head in. Yeah, Jackie's leg has been absolutely agonizing from having to sit on the plane for so long, so she just wants to go lay down. Yeah, and Bob would... Um just pull in uh, actually across the street from the Marrakesh and just watch the parking lot for a while um, until he sees Jackie and or uh, Drake and then would get out and follow them in. Yeah, you, you see Drake also scoping out the place. Like, you see him. And uh, if there's anything you want to do with that, you can. Otherwise, just for convenience, we say you all arrive around the same time and walk in. Yeah, if he sees Drake watching, he'd actually just get out, walk up to Drake's car, and just say, hey, welcome to Townsend. Oh, Jesus. 
Bob, good to, good to see you again, I guess. Always great to see you, Drake, here in beautiful southern Vermont. How was the uh, how was the turnpike for you? Not bad. Kind of a straight shot. Uh, getting over here uh, out of New York was a little bit of a difficulty, but the rest wasn't hard. All right, well, let's do this. Yeah, so the three of you approach the hotel, and if I've not said already, it looks pretty upscale. You see Audis, you see BMWs, um, you see people getting dropped off, and there is a, uh, I think he's called a, no, it's not a bellboy. There's there's a guy who uh, stands outside, and he's, Holding a uh, a clipboard, and he says, uh, "Hello, are you here for tonight's event?" Uh, yes. Are you the concierge? Yes, I am the concierge. Um, if you're here for the night's event, could I just get your names? <laughs> sure. Uh, my name is Bob. Bob Carlton. Drake. Jackie Cole. He's going to look up and down his list and say, ah, I've got all three of you. You're a bit underdressed, but uh, I suppose there was no rule against casual wear. Uh, do the three of you need a mask? Uh, yes. Sure. sure. All right. He will hand out a uh, a mask to all three of you, and it's like one of those Mardi Gras masks that covers your eyes. Oh man! Well, thank you so much. And what is your name, sir? Uh, you can call me Mister Baloney. My family is from Italy. Well. Thank you so much, Concierge Baloney. Um, and Bob will hand him, uh, will will do the handshake with $5 in his palm and then walk in. Okay. Um, and I will keep my bag with me. I don't need to leave it out here. Um, Drake is trying to step to the side like he got a message on his phone. But he's going back to the messages and trying to see if he can verify that they're both sent by the same source. He's now concerned. Jackie's sort of standing in the middle of you guys, completely disheveled looking, wearing yoga pants and a really loose fitting t-shirt and a messy bun that has most of her hair falling out of it from being on the plane, holding her mask and just sort of like, bewilderedly looking from uh, Bob to Drake. Like, are we going in? Are we not going in? What are we doing? Uh, so Bob will notice that Drake is standing off to the side and will sort of give him a little hand wave as if, like, see you in there, and then he will go inside. Well, I believe that Drake wanted to cross-compare his text message to one of yours. Uh, 
I mostly wanted to see whether the um yeah, I and he probably would after his initial thing, he'd probably like look back up and try and wave one of you over. I'll come over since I was there. Yeah. Hey, uh, are we going in? What's up? Uh, let me see your phone. The the one you they called called you here. Oh, this one. Okay. Here. Why? And he'll uh, start to compare. Again, I'm not the tech guy, but Drake would know what to do. You open up the information on the text messages, and there's some back-channel code you can read to match. Yeah, so I will say that the the text messages themselves, as you look at them, are word-for-word word the same. Uh, as for the number it's sent from, it's one of those, like, five number numbers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they seem randomized. So the sender is different, but the uh, the content is the exact same. And this the same for the calls? Uh, yeah. So on each of your phones, it's the same number. But between phones, it's a different number. And this could be just a standard encryption technique. Right. Well, he'll shrug and hand it back to her and just be like, I... Yes, I'm putting on a mask and seeing what this is about. Me too. It seems weird that we weren't told to dress up, though, because, I mean, we're going to stand out now. Drake is, probably has, like, a blazer on, so a little less conspicuous than you, but uh, <laughs> but still... She motioned to herself. Eye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> If you want to go to a store a couple blocks down, anything like that, you can. Otherwise, you can just walk in. He'll pull a tie out of his bag and put it on. Be like, at least it's something. Jackie will fix her hair into a ponytail that's not disheveled and tie her shirt into a knot so it's not hanging down. And that's as much as she's willing to do. And um, Bob is already wearing a cheap three-piece suit. Okay. Yeah. So Drake and Bob are uh, at least half prepared. Um, oh, Jackie has nice clothes in her suitcase, but she's not going to put them on for a surprise event. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. So the three of you uh, walk in. And before you, you see uh, a lobby. And the lobby is quite large. And it is filled with patrons who are drinking well-dressed, and all wearing masks. Well, do we want to stay together or wander around separately until we figure out what's going on here? Well, um, do we have rooms here? Should we check in? I thought this was going to be like a briefing in a conference room or something. This is, I'm just thrown for a loop right now. What the hell yeah. is going on? Did either of you get yeah. any further instructions other than to meet here? No, I got nothing. Well, the original message at a different city, uh, Townshend, uh, that's a ways away, I think. And, you know, I got to say, I've been doing this for years and this I've never had a correction sent to me before. It just feels off. 
I want everyone to. You can roll alertness. Um, I just quick clarification. Sure. Are we in Hartford, Connecticut, right now, or are we in Vermont? Yeah. So you're in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, right now. Gotcha. Okay. Drake failed. And then one person may still roll. What was the roll for? Alertness. Yeah, gotcha. I got a 95 over 60. All right, that is a 47 under uh, 64. All right, so Bob, uh, everyone is looking around, and then Bob notices a hand waving and a set of eyes looking at your group. Um, the hand is going to come closer to you. Um, and by hand, I mean the entire body. Someone is walking towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as he gets closer and closer, he's going to extend his hand to shake you. And it's someone who appears familiar. Um, do I recognize who it is? Yes. He says Agent Carlton, and he removes his mask. It is Mr. Michaels, the original handler who you first spoke to with the uh, very the, fancy office. The wealthy guy, yep. Yes. And ah, Mr. Michaels. Interesting to see you here in the flesh. He's got uh, about two friends following him. And... He'll say back to you, yes, well, it's not the first time we have met, of course. Uh, friends, This is uh, these are my new security consultants. I had to have an emergency meeting with them, so I invited them. And I'll have to uh, escape away in a few moments. And his I'm friends are... I'm not in your Rolodex. I should be insulted. You're not what? In his Rolodex. <laughs> I think we so, we are his security consultants that he's talking yeah. about, right? Yes. Yes, oh. you are the security consultants that he's talking <laughs> Never about. Never mind then. I thought he was referring to the the hangers on. Me if, too. If that's what he says then uh then yeah, Drake knows how to play that part. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's saying to the friends that followed him, these are my con security consultants and um looking at the three of you and I will have to escape away to talk to them in a moment. And is two other friends are going to shake your hands uh, or at least extend their hands to do so. Jackie will shake. Uh, she'll uh, say, never met Mr. Michaels, but uh, maybe he forgot. Nice to meet y'all. Greg yes, lets this... them introduce each other and then just kind of shoulders his bag meaningfully. Yeah, and, and then will shake their hands as well. Uh, Drake. One of the people shaking your hand is going to say, uh, you should remove your mask. And at this moment, uh, you'll absentmindedly notice that your mask is in your hand and not on your face. As in, he has asked you to remove your mask when you do not have it on. Uh, I don't wear a mask. <laughs> And he's going to say back to you, oh, 
I guess I've had too much to drink. You must be holding it there right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if, uh, if the four of you need to go and talk, I suppose we will go return the party. Return to the party. And uh, Mr. Michaels is going to politely dismiss them away and uh, look back at the three of you and say, follow me to my room. All right. Uh, Bob will lift his duffel and follow. Now, the hotel, you walk past, you walk past hallways of ornate painting, yellow lighting, and what looks like, you know, a, a deep, dark wooden doors that are quality. Um, he instructs the three of you up an elevator, and you go to the top floor. You go into a spacious room uh, that overlooks part of Connecticut's capital city. And it has quick access to the pool. There are palm trees to fit with this naming theme of Marrakesh. It's a, it's a modern look on the inside. And he invites each of you to take a seat on a couch while he sits on a uh, seat adjacent to you. Uh, Bob does not sit down. He immediately walks over to the window, takes glances around outside, then walks to another part of the room, leans up against the wall, and then says, what the hell did you bring us into? Agents, agents, <laughs> I, I get it. It's not uh, bringing you to a post office and talking to you in the in the passport room. You know, sometimes people call in sick, people... Uh, can't get a hold of. That's what happened to uh, the handler who was originally going to be with you on the SOP. Um, so it's nothing strange for uh, it to be reassigned to someone else. And we've we've already met. I'm in the Northeast. So I had to uh, bring you to one of my social events. Very well. Well, uh, OPSEC aside, what are we looking at? All right. Um, and he's going to look at you, Jackie, and say, you can call me Michaels. It's nice to meet you, Mrs. Cole. Or Miss Cole, as he extends his hand again. You're muted. You can just call me Jackie. That's fine. Mr. Michaels, good to meet you. Good to meet you. Now, uh, Drake, sorry about your question. What we've got is an interesting case. Uh, the unnatural takes so many people's lives each year. And on this case, we believe that we have the opportunity to stop the unnatural before it claims another. We've gotten something of an early warning. And he's going to pause for any response. An early warning? Of sorts. Obviously, something unnatural already had to happen, 
Uh, but there are no casualties, and this is the situation is contained. More specifically, a young woman, college-aged, uh, uh, he's shuffling through his notes, 20, I believe. She was in Birmingham, Alabama last night. Only one hour later, roughly speaking, she was in Townshend, Vermont. The reports are that her smartwatch and smartphone sent a roaming signal to the cellular ser- service. And this got automatically pinged to our systems. It got reviewed by one of our desk agents, and he was able to confirm that the young woman of Robin Bullock was checked into a hospital in Vermont. So we have evidence that quite definitively proves that this woman has teleported and is currently alive and in a hospital. All right, so are we going to go take care of her? Well, first, what you're going to do, and I will not be the one to make that judgment call, but what you're going to do is try and understand how it is that she teleported. And if there's some way you can find a mundane explanation to all of this, fair enough. But if you, by questioning her, do determine that something unnatural has occurred. Um, You control the vectors and save lives. As many as you can. Do we know anything about the nature of her hospital visit or her current condition? Yes. So she was found by a local sheriff. And... The sheriff found him uh, near a a golf course. She was uh, barely clothed and incoherent is how the report went. The exact details of the police report or any footage I do not have. But this police officer then brought her to the local hospital. Her current condition, uh, she is on IV, but that's about all I know. Do you know if she's conscious or not? Um, you know, what we're talking about is all stuff that's been within the last 12 to 16 hours. So if they did do any sort of medically induced coma, I'm just not aware. I mean, they're probably still operating on her doing things with her at this moment. Okay. Name of the hospital? Uh, the name of the hospital is Townshend Regional. Okay. Well, uh, unless you got anything else for us, we better be on our way. Some thoughts. Um, 
I could give you a t- short timeline of what we do know in regards to when her cell phone pinged in Alabama and when her cell phone pinged in Vermont. That'd be good. Go ahead. Okay. So what we do know is that at 2.03 a.m., her cell service logged that her smartwatch received a text in Alabama. And at 3.07, her cell service logged a network roaming alert for her watch in Vermont. And as he's looking through the papers, he's going to say, now that I do a double look at it, I, I did a false assumption that she had her phone with her. It's, uh, it's only speaking of her smartwatch. It's possible it may have been misplaced within this one hour window. Do we have a ping on the phone itself? He is going to say, um, yes, we do have some pings, but, uh, they cut off after 203, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, the last ping was 210. Alabama? In Alabama. So where the likelihood she uh, drunkenly hijacked an F-16 and flew it to Vermont? She would have to be <laughs> going... Yeah, she would have to be going Mach 50, you know, to run to an airport, jump the fence, get in a get in a plane, and it's just not possible. It's not possible. I mean, even experimental aircraft. I do not. I'm not an Air Force guy, but I do not believe we have aircraft that could go from Alabama to Vermont in uh, in one hour. Oh, uh, we do, but you. I suppose you know about missiles, it. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd know about it. There'd, yeah. there'd be plenty of uh, no one. You'd be calling us about a missing jet, not about a, not about a girl's phone. And, mm-hmm. and no one's yeah. flying under radar uh, at that speed. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no reports that have came to me of a uh, missing experimental aircraft or F thirty five. You know, I think that would be on the morning news. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll head up. Um, so, yeah. And then Bob will, if if he feels like that's all we're getting, he will grab his bag and start to walk right out the door. Yeah. Drake um, would probably have some questions about, like, the uh, more technical aspects of you know how how this is getting picked up or the signals themselves but again i don't know what those questions would be uh but if there is isn't anything that's jumps out in the data itself then we're probably gonna get going well actually why don't you do a computer science role right now i i'm willing to say that you pulled out your laptop and you're doing what you can from here or you're reviewing the papers 
Wow. Uh, starting off strong, 98 over 63. And uh, yeah, I should ask you, did you um, did you all increase your skills from the last scenario, given the ones that you failed? I did. Good. I did. Well, at least now you're uh, going to get a little bit better at computer science. Bob said he had to step away, so uh, I guess we'll take a five-minute break. Sounds good. Sounds good. I am back. I can be back shortly. I just went to check on the cats. No problem. How many cats did you say you have? Two. Uh, the one that followed me home, and then we got a kitten. We got a cat for our cat, basically. <laughs> you can probably hear him in the background there. Yeah, yeah. Did you have the problem of one of them uh, being like, this is my turf and you don't belong here, or anything like that? Uh, we did the slow introduction within four days. They were the best of friends. <laughs> like, I think they may have already pair bonded. It's they nap together. They play together. Dude, it is not time for your food. <laughs> I'm here. Great, great, great. Um, Drake is taking care of his cats. So he said he'll be. Oh, I was saying in uh, one of the texts, to my understanding, and I'm pretty sure of this, because I have been to Townsend, I believe it's pronounced Townsend or Townsend in Vermont. Okay, yeah. That sounds right. Because it's, uh, it's just one of those New Englandy pronunciations. T-O-N-S-H-E-N-D. So I look at that, and I think it's Townsend or Townshed. But then I look at it, it's like, no, it's Town Shend. Yep, it's and, definitely uh, no. spelled Town Shend, but it's, uh, pr yeah, pronounced Townsend. I think uh, at the hospital, um, you could say to a nurse or a doctor, you know, is this Town Shend? And they'll be like, no, it's Town Shend. And that's <laughs> the point. <laughs> Here. Yeah, like if we go north from there, you'll eventually get to a town that's spelled Leicester, and it's called Leicester. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the uh, pronunciation for Worcestershire is just Worcester. Um, really? Yep. Well, yeah, the... The city, awesome. the city in Massachusetts that is spelled Worcester is Worcester. And then, yeah, the sauce, I believe, is called Worcestershire. No, I mean, that's the history of America. Every country sends their de degenerates who can't, uh, can't, can't pronounce their, uh, their own languages, and, uh, mm. including the English ones, of course. <laughs> Except, you know, those who didn't have a choice. Well, the English are cheaters. They, like, changed how they pronounced stuff after we left. Oh, is that yeah. how it went? <laughs> Yeah, I heard uh, somewhere that our accent is actually closer to the original accent that we all had when we were in England, and they are the ones that deviated. Yeah, and there's uh, some communities on the East Coast that are fairly isolated that still have pretty much the accent from when we came over. Yep, there there's like an island in the Chesapeake, I think, that has like, as far as they can tell, the original 
um like uh, uh original american colonist accent um and i think okay. there's i think there's places around like maybe like the isle of man or something like that in um britain that are kind of the same thing that they still have like this old uh old accent do they almost you... sound american well it's well they it it doesn't sound like what most people think of as being the american accent but it is true that there are these like these islands you know thousands of miles apart where the inhabitants sound basically the same yeah that's so interesting oh my gosh i mean i've heard that that's like a uh misunderstanding or not completely true but i mean i guess in some respects yeah it makes sense that like our accent took a different evolutionary path and i've heard that like the british accent was like a construction in its own right so like we probably both have aspects that are more similar to how it was 400 years ago yeah but, i'm uh, sure we probably don't really sound anything at all like that yeah we <laughs> and just how could we even know really yeah we just don't really sound like we did then and it a lot of it comes down to like um the educational accent like the sound of people who can hear each other across distances kind of thing and then the transatlantic accent there's like a whole thing about how yeah. our modern accents have been developed largely because we have a more standardized education and like speak to each other more what really shocked me and i guess last thing before we get back on but it, it reminded me that like one of the oldest voice recordings is Abraham Lincoln's voice. And that's kind of crazy to think about that. We have someone from the mid 1800s, like how they talked and what they sounded like, like, you know, his, his official portrait is a painting, you know, not even a picture. And yet we know what he sounds like kind of, or no, yeah. it is a picture. It's, but... it's one of those fat, those facts, like uh, Abraham Lincoln could have sent, sent a fax to a samurai. Like they were all contemporaneous. <laughs> Yeah, like, it also is fun that in that recording, we find that Abraham Lincoln essentially was like, four score yeah. seven. No. He sounds nothing like what we would imagine at all. Or uh, I guess that also reminded me of like, President Cleveland, he only served for like 200 days because he got shot. And like, during this time period, you could both find doctors who are like, I got to bleed you to get the ghosts out of you. And you could get doctors who were like germ theory. I need to wash my hands. And yeah, that unfortunately, was, that was Garfield. Got yeah. The, got the premier Garfield, not Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a whole thing about how they think that he might've lived if he hadn't had like four doctors jam their hands into his, into his wound within like yeah. half an hour of being shot. And then I think it was Washington who in his final days was bled of like two pints of blood. Uh, or three pints of blood or something like that. Oh Gotta get those humors out. <laughs> Gotta get the ghosts out. I got out. ghosts in my blood. <laughs> I mean, I think... Do cocaine about it. I think there's this whole theory. There's like a couple of really good books about it. That the most dangerous time in human history for a group of people, like a grand group of people, was for women between like 1700 or like 1650 and like 1900. And it was because of medical advances that, and that's, and it's actually like why to this day people are like terrified of hospitals is because women who went to hospitals to give birth 
were like significantly more likely to die than if they didn't have any help at all. And it was because the doctors were just like, well, that was a fun autopsy. All right, let's see what's going on in there. I know what I'm doing. This is my fifth woman today. They were like, mm-hmm. we've figured out a lot of stuff, but we don't know about washing our hands. So here we go. Yeah, so it's oh. totally fine. There's no bacteria going to get on this baby and this woman. It's fine. For a while, the American uh, the American Association of Medicine or whatever was said, hand washing is a pseudoscience. And if you do it, uh, you know, it can lead to like disciplinary action. <laughs> oh, look at this book. Sherwin <laughs> B. Newland, Germs, Childhood Fever, and the Strange Story of Ignic. Yeah. Semmelweis. That's the, the doctor's, doctor's plague. plague. Yeah. I've not heard of this. Looks it's interesting. Good book. It's a good book. Uh, you uh, send my, that my, my way. I'm and... very excited that this was one of our topics of conversation. Oh, nice. <laughs> Does yeah, she of course. That? that makes sense. <laughs> uh, we've played it on Spotify a bit. Oh, gosh. I feel bad yeah. for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think my episodes are out yet. So I've only listened to you guys. Oh no, I did I did post the first two or the first three extremophiles. Those are up. Oh nice. nice. Yeah, the oh, the only one I had I... seen uh didn't have uh chambery in it yet, but um I'll check again. If they're not, I'll double check. But I was like, sweet, I got like four episodes up last week and uh yeah. Now I'm at a reasonable backlog. So anyways, let's let's continue from here. Um so you met in Vermont, or no, you met in Connecticut, and you're being told time is of the essence, but we call you to Connecticut so you can go to Vermont. So now you got to get over there. And uh, how do you do so? Classic government efficiencies. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I drove here. I'll just keep driving to Vermont. I was going to say, I think Drake probably drove after the initial debacle as well. So we've got two whips and we can take them. All right, who wants a passenger? Uh, I'm guessing Drake's car has the smoother ride. You may want to ride with him. Yeah, I mean, Bob is <laughs> driving his government issue. What, what did I say it was? A 2007 Ford Fusion, I think. Yeah. Or maybe a Taurus. I think I maybe said it was a Taurus. 2007 Drake's got Taurus. A, a Lexus. Yeah, Jackie's uh, eyeballing the Lexus because she thinks that the nap in the passenger seat is going to be a little more comfortable. Oh, it will be. You can turn the heat seating on. <laughs> seat heating. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Farewell. Uh, fair enough. Gosh, I have I have mental slips a lot, but fair enough. Uh, fast forward, nothing happens, no car chases, and you arrive in the small town of Townsend, Vermont which you all believe is pronounced town Shen because your handler didn't know how to pronounce it. And uh, yeah, the hospital is about five minutes from where you are. Um, unless you want to check out any place first, but yeah, but five minutes. And if there's nothing you want to say, we can just fast forward to it. Sounds good. Yeah. I okay. Think we can get to the hospital. Telling each other, uh, you arrive to Townsend Regional. It is a small hospital. Um, its square footage is like that of a modern apartment, five over one. It's almost more of a clinic than a hospital. It is not large. And driving in, seeing the size of the town, that is to be expected. 
Seen bigger hospitals in a war zone. There's probably a lot more people in a war zone. Fair. Yeah. At least it's not made out of corrugated metal like the one in my hometown. Oof. Yeah, that's fair. Um, should we doctor up any documentation for this? I could maybe work something up about her being connected to a fugitive or something like that, or do you just want to run it? Um, that's a small operation. Let's try to BS it first. Uh, you can go in as your federal agent. I've got a business card somewhere that says I'm a lawyer. We'll um, say that, uh, you know, I was retained by the family. You have some questions relating to a case, and I'm there to observe. And, uh, yeah, you're, um, you're uh, a medical professional that the family also put on retainer. We'll pretend like, you know, she's got money and just uh, looking after her. Keep yeah, forgetting to press my button, but, yes, I was in agreement with you there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's just roll in and see if we can steamroll these small town doctors. Okay. So, as always, the first person you see is a receptionist. It's a uh, it's a man in his twenties, and um, he's wearing a, a suit. He's he's dressed up for his nice receptionist job. All right. I, standards. It is. It is. I will walk right up to him wearing my own cheap suit. And hand him my business card and quickly flash my badge and say, hi, I'm uh, here from the U.S. Marshal Service. I was detailed to do a joint uh, department work with your, what, what would it be here? Sheriff's Department, Constable? We and, have a uh, Sheriff's Department. Sheriff's Department, great. And uh, I've got a lawyer here who was retained by the family. We're just here to see your... Um, patient, what was her name? I turned back to, uh, the lawyer. Robin, she's my patient. I'm uh, and family yes, doctor. We also have her doctor here. We're here to see Robin. He's going to look back to you and say, oh, I'm a little bit confused. So you're a federal agent and these two are hired by the doctor and you've came here together. Uh, her family's well connected and, uh, well, when we found out that the agent here wanted to speak with her, they kindly uh, allowed me to accompany. Uh, they want a lawyer present for any questions. And they want uh, me there to make sure that he's not causing her any more distress. He's going to lean forward onto the desk. And at this freeze frame, I'm going to need one of you to make a persuade minus 20 check. My persuade is crappy. I mean, I was going to say, I'm, Bob's taking point. I I'm, I'm, feel like I'm the primary here, so I will roll my uh, apparently difficult persuade check. Um, well, it doesn't matter anyway. That is an 84 over what would have been a... 43 with a negative 20%. He's going to lean forward and say, well, um, yeah, if I could just see some more like paperwork, just confirming that you're a lawyer who works for the family and you're a hired uh, medical expertise, uh, I could let you all in. 
Uh, we normally don't disclose retainer letters for something like this, but I suppose I can see and I'll pull out my phone and start cobbling together something that looks right. Um, isn't is that going to take you a moment? Uh, I mean, that would take you a moment, but you know, you're here in the lobby, and uh, yeah, it's gonna take I, you an hour to pull that up. If I get suspicious, it would, it would probably take him uh, about five minutes. Um, like I said, his disguise is fifty. This is a legend he's used before, so I imagine he has some forms that he could just cut and paste names into, and it would again. To a non-lawyer, look official enough. Okay, so with that, you can uh, you could reattempt the persuade roll um, at a plus twenty, and that goes for Drake. Okay. That is a nine under 61. What is the name of your uh, fictional lawyer? Uh, this would be uh, Clyde Hammersmith. Esquire. All right. <laughs> yep. All right, Clyde Hammersmith, welcome to Townsend General. Um, I will have someone from security uh, bring you to the room and then... Uh, we can give you some privacy. We also have a another confidentiality room. Um, if the doctor says that she's fit to be moved, um, we could bring you to that room. And um, yeah, you just call up to the reception and he's going to give you uh, a number if you need anything else. You have security in this clinic? By the way, could I just get your name? Uh, yeah. My name is John Hammersmith. <laughs> no, uh, what's another silly name? I don't know. We'll say uh, just John Fredrickson. All right, Mr. Fredrickson. Thank you so much as I write down his name on a notepad. I'll be sure to remember your name in any future interactions. All right, not a problem. Um, it's room 3A, if I have not said so already. And uh, someone from security who does not look, with your standard human, he does not look suspicious or anything. He's just doing his job, says uh, you can follow me. Perfect. All right. Um, you are led up to room 3A, and in the security officer will knock. A figure inside will open it up, and it is a 50-something female doctor who has an accent and says, Hello, how can I help you? Who Hi. are these three? Well, uh, she asking the security guard, or? Uh, she's says that she says who are these three to the security guard and then she looks at you uh, Hammersmith, pleasure to meet you and i will go forward to shake her hands my hands are sterile 
and ah, she will uh, give you an air high five. Smart <laughs> elbows, hair. Oh, air fight. Got it. Okay. Actually, yeah. Could I? Is there? And is there? If there's a um, uh, hand sanitizer stationed by the door, which there usually is, he'll he'll go and do that. Uh, I am uh, uh, a lawyer retained by her family, um, and we. I, I've been sent to check on her, see how her, how she's doing. Um, we also have someone here with some questions for, her, and uh, private medical consultant retained by the family to uh, check in on her. Okay. Um, and Jackie will walk up and uh, do an air five and say, uh, you can call me Dr. Cole. My, uh, my patient is sedated, but we can wake her up at any moment. If you have any questions for me first, I can try and answer them. Why don't you come inside? Perfect. And we will enter. Okay. And uh, what will you like to do from here? Uh, well, uh, we should probably start that uh, waking up process, whatever that entails. And uh, my colleague here will, I'm sure, have medical questions for you. Um, but uh, we'll wait until she's ready to talk. And he'll just kind of like politely step back and let them take the take point. And, um, ja Jackie's going to uh, grab the chart from the foot of the bed and like step out of the way and start reading it. Sure. So she will say, if I haven't said so already, my name is Dr. Hagen, MD. And um, I have been working on her for this whole day. It's kind of a strange case. And by grabbing the clipboard... It does say something about grabbing the clipboard. I just need to see that paragraph again. Uh, Roll decks. It would be... <laughs> okay, if you want to grab it right in front of her, I guess you already said that you're a medical professional. So I don't think it's unusual that you might grab it to look at it. But yeah, I don't will... want to do it in a, like, I'm taking your stuff away. I just want to do it as in, like, a, that's the thing you do when you go into a patient's room. You familiarize yourself with their chart. Yeah, so you are reading it for yourself, and uh, this is what you find. The initial exam found no serious harm. There is no sign of sexual assault and only mild effects of dehydration and exposure. Um, they assume that she must have spent hours in the woods without dressing for it. Her pupil response suggests an elevated heart. Her pupil response and elevated heart rate suggest lingering effects of drugs. Blood was drawn for testing. Bullock was checked in for observation, given IV fluids, and uh, as I mentioned, allowed to sleep. Or in this case, I said she was intentionally sedated. The drugs found is that she tested positive for benzodiazepine. Um, and yes, this is a uh, powerful sedative. So before they sedated her, uh, she was she already had these in her her body. And it is known for preventing the formation of new memories. And its legitimate use is during stressful medical procedures. So there's a commentary that says maybe 
where most likely it was used as date rape, which adds to the confusion because there's no sign of uh, sexual assault. There is also a list of items retrieved from her. Okay. I'll take a glance uh, at that. So the list says t-shirt, shorts, and smartwatch. Um, there all right. Yeah. 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 And that's that is all the information I'll say that is on the clipboard because that's already a lot okay. without having yeah. to ask any questions. Yeah. We want to know um, her heart rate and blood pressure when she came in. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> you weren't looking at the clipboard yet, unless you came closer. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Um. If we could possibly get a word with her, also if we could get a. Uh, a look at her, the things she was wearing when she came in. Um. Yeah, I can. I can pull those things up. We have them in our basement uh, evidence room. I don't know where a hospital would keep these things. I assume they have like an evidence room, or maybe they keep it in the room. Then yeah, normally they just shove it in the locker in the room. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay. Uh. Her possessions are in the locker in the room, but it is only a watch and uh, uh, a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, let's oh, let me just take a glance at that. Probably won't take long since, as you say, it doesn't sound like there's much there. But uh, and then if we could just get a word with her whenever we have a chance, ideally we can, you know, get her back to her family. Okay, I will open the locker and she does so. And then... She will say she seemed a bit concerned when she was last awake. That is why we sedated her. Uh, I do not know how she will react when she is awakened. And uh, she will counteract the sedatives um, by taking out that IV and, I don't know, probably putting in a stimulant to wake her up. Uh, Not sure how they do it, but I assume it's something like that. And uh, she's going to start to open up her eyes. Um, while we're getting ready to speak to her, I would, um, grab the smartwatch and hand it to Drake to see if he can do anything with it. Yeah. And I also have a a couple questions for Dr. Hagen before we wake up, Robin. Sure. So I'll have Jackie go first and then we'll talk about the watch. Now, Dr. Hagen... You said that uh, you chose to sedate her because she was concerned. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. The police officer, we do not have his police report, but the police officer said he was, she was being a bit decoherent, saying weird things. And uh, when she came to the hospital, she just seemed like she was in a panicked state of mind. And uh, to give her some treatment, uh, we asked what questions we could, but we decided it was smart just to get, let her get some sleep. Uh, she seems like she's been traumatized. Okay. Thank you, Doctor. I think that's all I have for now. Um, 
I will say that the place where she was found, uh, it's it's known for being a hangout for teens. So, you know, we have the working theory that she was just up there and uh, she probably got herself stuck in a bad situation and we think maybe she got away and uh, got found by the police, thankfully. That is uh, what we're assuming. I did take a note of the benzodiazepine you found in her system, so that seems like it could be possible, considering there was no sexual assault. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how she would have gotten that in her system, unless uh, by some malicious purpose. Is it's, that it... uh, something that's injected or, or ingested? Or... Uh, and... Jackie will just look at you and say, uh, it's the date rape drug. Ah. Yes, it is often, in a medical setting, it can be injected, but in a, uh, other settings, it can be administered in a syrup to cover the taste. All right, so she was previously sedated, either uh, of her own choice or not. Correct. Did you um, speak with her at all? Do you know anything that she was talking about in this uh, incoherent state? Could you re-ask the question? Uh, did she... Or, he's asking if the doctor spoke with her um, before she was sedated and perhaps what she was talking about. Um, so, no, no. She uh, she just seemed very panicked. And uh, I wasn't able to get um, working information out of her. Anything but, she said stand out to you? Hmm. No, no. Uh, once she woke up, we were going to do our questioning. It's uh, it's it's unfortunate. I I suppose that in these kind of cases, you try to get the information as quickly as you can. But as a hospital, our first concern is the health of the patient, uh, instead of uh, criminal prosecution. Understandable. all the questions i have and then uh drake as you were uh talking to the doctor kind of fiddling the watch in your hands you take a look at it and yes. um it has been described as a smart watch but looking at it it appears like a normal watch it has hands uh physical hands uh it has some buttons on the side and Closer examination does not a. It's not one of those disguised smartwatches. It's just a mundane. Is it analog? Is it electronic? Is it like completely so, mechanical? With your high computer science, you can tell that this is a hybrid smartwatch, where it functions mostly like uh, a normal watch, but it has some smart capabilities like um. 
it has a, a small screen that can display text. Um, you know, maybe it can display a heart rate. Uh, but it's it's very simple. At first glance, it appears like a normal watch, though it is a smart watch. Okay. Uh, so to be able to get any information from this, I'd probably need something specialized to it or would like a mini USB or speed cable or something be able to connect to it? Um, if, if it's what those generally are, you would probably use Bluetooth to connect your phone to it. Yeah. But sometimes to charge and get information. Yeah. It just kind of depends. So I'm just trying to see what it what he if he knows what it would take to uh, be able to get information directly from it. Yeah, we can say easily enough that it has a USB port. Um, it's in between two of the buttons. Okay. Uh, well, while uh, and you know I'll we'll stay there while this process is going on while they're waking her up. Um, but he'd probably start connecting what he can to it to uh to get information okay uh you can do that and then given whatever security features it has you could roll to get more information out okay that's a 42 under 63 if it's computer science or under 50 if it's microelectronics. Okay, uh, so you're able to bring up uh, some text messages and there's a list of text messages with her sister. Uh, that's the most recent contact she's had. Okay. Okay, um, yeah, so what it says is, hey, uh, let's say about uh, about one thirty a.m. Hey, where are you? I can't find you in the crowd of people. Hey, did you meet anyone cute? Where are you? And then another text says, "Really, I cannot find you. I'm trying to go home." A couple hours later, there's OMG. I'm coming to Vermont. If you see this, I'm on my way. Okay. If I did not say so already, it is Emily as the contact. And it has sis in uh like brackets. Yeah. Okay then. And uh while he's looking at that I'd probably say something along the lines of Oh good. Her sister is on her way so that the others hear it. Oh yes. Uh we were <laughs> able to get we were able to get into the watch and uh we sent out a text message to her family uh saying that she was here. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Great. I mean that's that is how uh these that two is were what we informed want to have first, so yeah. She should be arriving soon. Uh, you can talk to her when she gets here. I am, imagine that uh, you've met her before or uh, you've been talking to her. 
Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, can we speak to the young lady, I guess? Yeah. So uh, her eyes are widening and uh, opening up and down, and she's starting to talk or uh, motioning with her lips. Uh, the doctor's going to look back at you and say, uh, I will just be over here in the corner. Thank you, doctor. Okay. So, yeah, she's going to be staying in the room unless you say otherwise. Um, I would possibly wait until we're going to be speaking to her, but I would at some point say, um, doctor, if you don't mind, we may need the room. Uh, this could be confidential information. I, at some point, may need to leave the room if uh, her lawyer needs to speak to her. Great tries to look official. She will suggest again, we do have a confidential room. Um, if the patient is willing to be moved, I can bring all of you there. Or I could leave. It has a table and uh, anything else you might need. Let's see yeah. how she's feeling when she wakes up. Yeah, okay. for the time being, let's not cause her any more stress. I will be right outside. Perfect. Thank you so much. And she will step out. <clears throat> you are now looking at um, a young woman, 20 years old. And she says, she's going to look at each of you and say to Bob, who who the fuck are you? And she's going to crawl, crawl up on her bed like she's trying to get closer to the wall. Uh, I'm a special a senior investigator with the U.S. Marshals Service. Miss, uh, we're here just to speak to you about what happened and try to help you in any, any way we can. Nothing happened. Well, something obviously happened because uh, you were in Birmingham and now you're here. I came up to visit a friend. I, I drank a bit too much. And uh, gee, guess you make mistakes when you're young. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so is that all you remember? That you drove here, leaving your phone and shoes elsewhere? Um, and, and who's your friend here in Townsend? It's... Uh... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Megan. My friend is Megan. Megan. I, what's yeah. her last name? Could I, and what's her phone number? I, I, uh, I don't know her phone number off the top of my head, but it's, uh, it's Megan Baloney. <laughs> oh, related to the, uh, the, the doorman at the, in Hartford. <laughs> She's going to look at you and say, what? <laughs> we uh, just encountered the Baloney family recently for, for some reason. <laughs> uh, can I get a human on this? Yeah, go for it. Uh, and I will it's... be attempting the same. Um, actually, oh, <laughs> I was just double checking the rules. If your human is thirty percent or higher, it's 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 an auto pass. Oh well, that's but eighty eight would be pretty funny. Like like you could honestly believe. Oh, you were friends uh, with the baloney guys, family. Guys, I think this one's mundane. <laughs> she just came up to visit a friend. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's coming up to see Megan Baloney. Like I should have yeah. known. Megan Baloney and yep. her Baloney family. Well, we'll be on our way. 
with uh yeah no but with with over 30 percent, you do auto pass and you can tell she's obviously lying uh she doesn't want to talk about last night megan are you sure uh, or not megan sorry robin are you sure your friend's name is megan uh and not phony baloney <laughs> robin we know you're not telling us the truth and i understand you've been through a very difficult t- night um but we're here to help you jackie's going to pull up a chair next to the uh the hospital bed and uh say i'm dr cole just wanted to introduce myself we're not here to hurt you or get you in trouble or anything like that but I saw on your chart that you did test positive for benzodiazepine, and we're just trying to make sure that you're safe. You know what that is? Um, I think I, I heard it maybe before. I, I don't know what it is exactly. It's uh, commonly known as the date rape drug. It was in your uh, system. She's, she's going to shake her head left and right. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you make a persuade plus twenty. Okay. Nice. No, oh, no, it's cool. It, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't raped. L- last night was very hazy. But I remember that much. Well, that's great news. Do you want to give any theories about how that might have gotten into your system? Uh, yeah. So you pass the persuade check, but she's gonna be shaking her head like she doesn't want to talk about it, and then uh, she's going to open up a little bit more and say there was there was this woman I met last night. And uh, she was an older woman. She was at at the club with with me. She started talking to me, and she sounded interesting. She was really artsy, kind of sad. Looked like she needed a friend. Thought maybe I could uh, get somewhere with her. And um, after that. Uh, it's mostly a blank space, but it's like there's there's a sense of a nightmare, you know. And I'll well, take what's another interesting human. about her. Oh, oh um, yeah, do another human, and I'll I'll answer Drake's Drake's question. Uh, she'll say it's just uh, she was really into art, and she seemed to have a lot of energy. She was still out here and trying to meet new people, even though she was kind of older than most of the people at the club. And it just, it was kind of what I was into. Um, 40 under 70. Sure. So you get the sense that her memory really is hazy, but there's probably still some more you could push for. So this woman did you go somewhere after did you get drinks at another place did you go back to your house did you go back to her house what happened after do you have any images in your mind that you can 
pick out from the haze? Sure. So I'm going to answer that question. And as I do so, I just need to know, does anyone have a power over 13 or a human occult psychotherapy or art skill that is 70% or higher or unnatural that it's 10% or higher? Quite the list there. Okay. So yeah. My power is 13. Okay. Same. Um, what else was there? <laughs> I need the list or again. Or human occult psychotherapy or art over 70% or an unnatural over 10%. I don't think anyone has that unnatural. Uh, Drake's unnatural is 11. Really? Drake, dude, oh, you're just a glutton oh. for being beaten into a pulp. I uh, had some really <laughs> nasty rolls that first scenario. So Yes, you did. So uh, this is what's going to happen. Uh, Jackie just asked her new question and you see the lips, you Drake, see the lips of Robin beginning to talk. And as she does so, Drake, you see her eyes turning black and, uh, it's as if they're turning straight at you, looking at you and you're going to begin to see visions of, uh, cannibalism and a sense of communion with a higher power that frankly you do not want to be connected to and uh you'll get the looming sense of an unknown presence in this room closing in on you i need you to roll 1d6 sand awesome That's a pass. Is that one? Yeah, that is one. And then um, I believe that for unnatural insight, that's only if it's one d five or greater. But you can throw on yeah. another. Uh, you can throw on another unnatural if you want. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, if that's what you want. Sure, why not? Honest <laughs> and loose and fast with the rules. Yeah. So. This goes on for a couple seconds, and uh, you're just like, oh, that's weird. And uh, the room goes back to normal, and uh, she's talking. So she is answering Jackie's question. Uh, what was that again? Uh, I asked her if she went anywhere later with the older woman after they met originally, or if she could describe any pictures in her mind that are coming through in the haze. She puts her, she sits up and puts her head into her hands and uh, says, I remember there was the night, there was driving, there was, there was a room. And then I, I did my, I did the thing again. I, yeah, you wouldn't believe me. You might be surprised. Yeah, try us. Her hands are in her head, and she says, I, I teleported again. Again? Again. Drake, do you have anything to say about your experience, or just, uh, I mean, you did only lose one sand. He, he was getting ready to pull Bob aside, and then the teleport again came up, and he kind of was like, this is a more actionable item than getting weird vibes. So he's more focused on that for now, but it will come up again, to be sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, so she's going to say, look, um, yeah, this is 
this is my third time teleporting and and the other two times that it's happened i can remember it this time i don't remember it like i said i think it's because of that that drug that you people say was in my system and maybe i was reacting to something bad happening to me maybe i was reacting to something that that would have happened but i had two other times is that what happened the first two times do you do it to get away from something Um, I, I have read about her teleportations, but I just need to see if there's any detail of her trying to escape. I don't think that's in the descriptions. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's going to say, so, okay. The first time that I walked out, I teleported. I mean, I, I've been talking to people online. They call it walking out. See, teleporting is too, too anime, like. Anyway, the first time I walked out, I, uh, I was, and she's going to look at the lawyer and say, can, can you get the cop out of here? Uh, sure. I can go. And yeah, I'll look at him and just be like, Hey, um, if it's going to be confidential, it's, it's not that kind of questioning, but yes, if you feel more comfortable that way, we can do that. And I'll, I'll motion to to bob to give us some some space yeah and i'll nod and walk out of the room yeah between patient confidentiality and client confidentiality you're completely safe here she's gonna take a deep breath and um she's gonna say okay so i was microdosing on some mushrooms and i was meditating with crystals uh to instill clarity and to try and boost my memory in front of my final exams. And I'd, I'd heard that this appetite crystal can unlock energy and creativity. Then all of a sudden I found myself on Red Mountain. Uh, it's, a, it's a mountain near Birmingham and I was, I was overlooking the city. I didn't black out. I, I, I remember it all clearly. I was freaked out, but I, I calmed down. And I begin walking down. I, I got on a bus and I got back home. Okay. So what about the second time? I mean, what are you going to do with this 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 information? I mean, it's you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to say I need to go in some hospital. You're going to tell all this to my parents, and they're going to think I'm weird. I. What exactly are you going to do with this information anyway? And Drake will look at her and look to Jackie and just be like, well, to be completely honest, the reason why lawyer's here is because um, this sort of thing is being investigated, but it's also being kept quiet. The teleportation thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, Like, this isn't news to you? What do you mean? Do I look terribly surprised? Uh, she'll be doing whatever her human is looking at you till and saying, I, I guess, I guess this is like, I'm just telling you a grocery list. You two aren't, uh, aren't shrinks. No, no. And no. I'm not interested in committing you. And I'm not interested in telling your parents anything about this. I'm not interested in telling anybody at all. 
I'm just trying to understand what happened. Well, uh, yeah, o okay then. Uh, why don't you make a persuade plus twenty percent just just to build the trust? You know, if you okay. try to call her back later. I guess a critical will close things down, but uh. Okay. That yeah. is an eight under eighty-one. Nice. With that plus twenty, that is. Okay, I uh, I suppose maybe there's people who look into this kind of stuff. There are. It's not as glamorous as TV, but more paperwork. You guys hiring? Huh. Well, funnily enough, this is one of the ways some people get involved. I'll let you know after this is all wrapped up. Right, right. Um, yeah, you guys aren't so bad for a bunch of narcs. Uh, yeah. So then there was there was this this other way. Um, I was I was at a party, and I tried acid, but it was it was still just a microdose, just trying to enhance my creativity. I was at a party, and then all of a sudden, I I didn't go very far. I just transported up to the roof of the same building. And then uh, no, no one even noticed. It was just me. I just went back to the party, but uh, it was uh, different for the whole night. And then this time happened. Any psychoactive substances this time? Or just what they found? Yeah, yeah. I said I was, I was microdosing acid. Oh, this... Okay. Oh, this... this time you mean this last time night? this time yeah well the doctors say i was on some some benzo whatever now have you taken hallucinogens in other contexts where this sort of thing didn't happen i i have yes okay but i've so, never had a time where i didn't take them and then transported right there was this drug called Reverb. No, I'm kidding. That's not part of the <laughs> Though That would be a great tie-in. Maybe I should have ran this after that one. Uh... Uh... <laughs> yeah, sorry. As you were saying. Okay. Well, um, it's very helpful so far. Um, do you feel like there's something else that triggers these? Is it just your intention combined with the drugs? Is there something else that you feel during these experiences or any even coincidences that seem similar between the different events? Look, man, if I could control this, and she's going to say this in a joking manner, if I could control this, I'd be teleporting behind bank vaults. It just happens. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm not sure why you'd want to go to Vermont anyway, right? Have you had yeah, any other experiences that seem in some way strange or, well, you don't like to use the paranormal word, but you know what I mean. Well, I asked about my experiences online. People say they've had things like this happen to them. I'm part of a local group. It's all about, you know, the occult and stuff like that. 
one of those Facebook groups. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know who to relate to. I didn't want to. I, mean, I didn't want to tell this to my family. I've told my sister, but that's it. That and random people online. Okay. And you've never met in person someone else from one of these groups that claims to have an experience like this? I don't think she has, but I can double check my notes. And Bob decided to step away again. Okay. So if you guys are good, we could have another quick break and uh, I could work him back in. Yeah, That's sounds good. Deal. Sure. All right. Uh, so when you did the thing at the, uh, at the hotel, I was like, okay, I'm not going to say the exact phrase because I don't want to trigger anything. But I was very tempted to do the verbatim, but I wear no mask. And yeah, yeah I'm, I didn't want to ask, did anyone get the reference? Because that's too, that's too easy. But I was very happy that you noticed that. Oh, you, you didn't know, um, immediately afterwards, I pulled my uh, annotated edition of The King in Yellow off the shelf and like notably thumbed through it on the camera. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I wasn't in the, uh, the camera room at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I could have given you one uh, one insight, but uh, yeah, I I guess uh, because this wasn't originally going to be part of the campaign, I wanted to work in one tidbit of the campaign into it. So gotcha. I mean that yeah that session. I mean you were supposed to go to like a border control station and just meet a woman, but I was like, let's make this more interesting. A masquerade, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You probably uh, don't don't trust that uh, handler, but just don't know what to work with right now. Drake doesn't know quite enough yet, but uh, yeah. Evan does. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's getting there. I uh, I didn't intend for anyone to be the glutton of uh, punishment, but I guess that once you know a little bit about the unnatural, you're the most likely to get hit again by unnatural knowledge and lose sanity, which causes you to gain more unnatural given the rules we're playing with. Yeah, wow. everything in the game is just kind of a vicious cycle. It's the spiral. All right, looks like everyone. Dang is it, back. I was talking without pressing the button again. Yeah, let me sit back and sit. Um, if you guys are interested in the king in yellow you should check out the podcast malevolent it is really good malevolent yeah, yeah. i brought that up recently uh, to some folks um apparently it's actually it, it is an actual play kind of like it is uh but yeah. but yeah it's really cool is that in delta green or call of cthulhu neither it's its, its own thing i think yeah it, it's also its own thing entirely the it's really cool presentation. It's um, the the character is possessed by something that has control over his eyes, so he can't see. So this thing has to describe to him what he's seeing, but he's still in control of his body. Yeah. Yeah. So which it's is really how they good. get the yeah get around the the oh why is a person talking so that you know audio medium they're explaining everything. And it's like well I guess it makes sense in this context. Yeah, and it's like a really interesting way to do a two-person 
campaign. Like, ugh, it's a really good podcast. Every time it comes out, I like immediately listen to the newest episode. I think that I, I will keep not fully caught up yet, but I am pumped to be. Some of these talks I keep in on the final edit. And I think that ones where we mention other podcasts, I'll keep in. That's yeah. Like our, our little, we're part of the community thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I uh, I guess we can continue from here. And um, I think it was Drake who was asking the last question. Was it? Or it was Jackie? One of the two. Yeah, I think I think it was Drake, but it was just asking about weird coincidences and similarities about her. For sure. Experience. Bob, um, to work you back in, we'll say that you're uh, you're looking down the hallway and uh, you see a young woman in her 20s coming towards your direction. And if I have not said so already, um, Robin Bullock is dark skinned. Um, african-american um and bob you're seeing a woman coming down the hall that looks kind of like robin uh african-american and same facial features she's uh she's walking towards you same age range um all right uh i'll actually just walk up to her and uh, show like flash my badge, put up my hand, and say, uh, "Hello, uh, Miss. Are you related to get Ms. out of my Bullock? way, bitch?" Uh, excuse me. Um, and then he, I'm here to see my move, sister. He'll I move don't to block talk the hall. To you narcs, and he's she's going to try and get around you. Um, Bob will put a hand on her shoulder. Say, "Excuse me." Um. I can lead you to her if you'll wait a minute. Who's is there anyone in there talking to my sister? Because I want them out now. Um, that's nice. You have no uh, jurisdiction over your sister whatsoever. You have no power of attorney or anything else. Uh, but I can lead you to her and you can speak to her. I, I am her sister. I've asked to come see her. I've shown my ID to the people at the front. And she's going to poke you in the chest. Who are you to tell me I can't talk to my sister? I have never said. I just said I could bring you to talk to your sister. I said that you don't have the ability to make decisions for her because you don't have any power of attorney or any other legal standing. And she's going to say back to you, I am her sister and you can roll persuade. Okay. <laughs> Happy to roll law to, to just to convince her that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can try correct. and confuse her that uh, she's in some Kafkaesque nightmare. That it wouldn't be confusion. This is. I'm just telling. <laughs> I'm just telling her accurate, accurate things. Uh, that's a twenty-eight under sixty-three for persuade. All right. Fine, fine. I just want to talk to my sister if I got to do it with you. So what? I don't have a lawyer on my side. I'm sure if I did, you haven't, you're the one with no standing. No, I, you, you have no legal standing over your sister. You are not her guardian. But let me lead you to where she is because she's not being held or anything else. And then I will walk towards the room and then uh, knock on the door. 
and then stick my head in really quick and say, uh, this is her sister here to see her. And she's going to look in and say, Emily, don't, or no, not Emily. Uh, she's going to say, Robin, don't say anything without a lawyer as she steps in. Uh, Miss Bullock, I believe this is her lawyer, as I point to Drake. <laughs> oh, uh, she's going to look at you and say, you're, you're her lawyer? Provisionally, paperwork hasn't been signed, but we've been having a nice conversation, and um, I think we can move forward. Um, you're the sister. You said you'd already spoken to her about this, correct? I'll say to Robin. Spoken to her about uh, about last night. Oh, about the uh, other things. She's going to look at you and firmly say, what other things has she told you? Who's saying that? Emily, Emily. Uh, this, okay, the sister's name's Emily, but I have not stated yeah. that yet. Right. Well, I, Drake knew that from the uh, text messages. I just, like, so Emily was the one saying that. And, and uh, but Drake is still looking to Robin. Yeah. Oh, so I think gonna... Jack. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I was going to say I think uh, Jackie will will turn to Robin and say, "If you can just let your sister know what we've been talking about and that we know what's going on, she probably would take it better coming from you." Look, Emily, the, these guys are all right. They they look into this kind of stuff. I I told them about the teleportations, and uh, Emily's face is going to look blank. Why would you say these these things? I, I mean, have you met them before? And uh, they're going to have a little conversation that you can break into at any moment where Emily is just saying, why are you telling them all these things? And Robin is saying, we can trust them. We seem all right. And that's going to go back and forth. We'll um, let you two uh, talk for a moment. Um, there should probably be at least one medical professional in the room. Um, I'm just going to confer with our colleague. All right. Sounds good. And I'm going to step into the hall with Bob. Okay. You're going to hear talking from the room, and uh, you guys can talk about whatever. Bob will say, teleportation? She knows about this? She says it's happened twice before, both times under mild hallucination uh, hallucinogens. Um, while meditating, uh, party, and then this. Um, she told her sister already, which is why I think it's fine that they talk. If we got to cover up, they've already know about it. So um, normally I'd just be like, this is a person with some weird abilities. Maybe this is our thing. Maybe it isn't. Like, I mean, hell, if Superman actually exists, do we have to look into him? Like, I don't know. But... There was something else. When she was first talking about it, it seemed like she changed. I am assuming you guys didn't see anything because you didn't react, but her eyes got dark, and I felt a connection through her that did not feel okay. Ooh, well, I'm glad I wasn't in the room. Um... No, this, is, this was when you were still in the room. This was before you left. Oh, before you really even heard anything from her all yeah, right she just mentioned the thing itself and then she didn't i mean 
she asked you to leave when she started bringing up the drugs, but even when she first started talking about it is when I saw whatever I saw. Interesting. Oh, um, do you think we need to just wipe the slate here? Or do you think this is worth slow rolling and see what, what's what? It seems like one of those things where it's like, could be something, could not. Maybe we should just tell the program to keep tabs on her. I, I'm not yet seeing anything that seems like it's a vector and something that's transmissible, you know? Like, maybe she just has weird abilities. Maybe. But there's no such thing as just weird abilities. Yeah. Uh, I started getting into you know, the details around the specific things. And it sounded like it was standard new age crap, you know, meditation, microdosing, that kind of thing. I, nothing jumped out as something, you know, involving old books or things in wells, you know, the other stuff we've dealt with. So I don't have a point of origin for it. It's just what it is. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's keep an eye on her for now. Talk to her some more. Try to figure out what's going on. Um, and we'll have to weigh our options. I mean, that sister was really riled up about this. She may know more that Robin doesn't. For all, I mean, that's why, you know, I left her in the room. Uh, Jackie may mean something else but uh probably worth talking to the sister too obviously they're both involved to some degree uh if we have to if we have to clean house we'll probably have to do it with both but man let's hope not yeah all right well let's see if uh they won't get too pissed off at us coming back all yeah, right you, so you're gonna you step... lead nope you're gonna yeah, step back continue. inside yes we yeah are. All right, and uh, you turn into um, you turn into the room, and you see that at the same time you're doing so, it appears as if Emily was about to come out to talk to you to, uh, three, and she's gonna look a bit shocked. Uh, step back and let you all come in. No, well, Jackie was already there, but we will. Yeah, come in. I was gonna say that while you guys were having that conversation, I might have gotten them to just at least calm down a little bit and not be yelling at each other. Gotcha. So by this point, yeah, they're they're calmed down. And in this case, Bob and Drake walk back in. And uh, you notice that uh, amongst the commotion, she has pulled out her phone and she's going to show it to Drake as he's walking back in. And uh, it's going to be her notes app. And it says, can we please talk alone? the three of us or four of us away from my sister. And I'll nod and just be like, yeah, there's a, there's a room we can use. Sis, do you want us to get you some food? And she's going to say, yeah. And she'll ask for some coffee and some food. And then Emily will say back at her, we're going to be right back. All right. Just, uh, if you need me, um, you got your smartwatch now, 
and she's going to hand it to her and you can call me. I'll just be gone for a couple minutes and we're going to bring back some food for you. All right. And, uh, she's going to motion for all of you to leave. Yeah, we will. Uh, and we'll go to the confidential room and on the way, uh, stop at the nurse's station to put in the food order. All right. You do so. And, um, she's going to take a deep breath and walk towards the confidential room door. Uh, you've probably asked the doctor to show you the way or a security guard and you're motioned inside. Yeah. Go in, uh, assuming everybody follows me and, yep. uh, yep. Set up in the room. Her hands on her head. As she sits down across from the three of you and say, oh, God. Do any of you have siblings? Younger siblings? Yes. Yep. You ever you ever got a sibling who is like, you love them, but you feel like you're babysitting them, and you feel like they're always changing what they want, and, and, and they're just, they're so hard to take care of, like you got to be their babysitter? <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. It's not that I don't believe her. It's just hard to believe that she frick, that she fucking teleports and that she says she's doing it when she takes drugs. She has she has a problem. Look, we're not getting we're not looking at getting anybody into trouble. Um, why don't you tell us what she's told you about it? And it'll help us kind of get to the ground of things. Something that's concerning me is that she says she's talked to other people who've had similar experiences. And I think that people make stuff up online, but she she swears that she's teleported. I, I, I don't know how else to look at her ending up in Vermont. This has to be proof. And now she's talking about this happening or similar things happening to other people and with the drugs and, and with this strange community, I just, I'm concerned for her again. And I'm, I'm graduating college at the end of the semester. I'm trying to start my career and I feel like I'm going to have to take time to take care of her because I don't know what she's gotten herself into. Concern is entirely understandable. Um, you know, uh, sometimes people create situations, um, not necessarily for attention, but because they, they like the sensation, sensationalism. Um, and, and I understand that you're worried about her and that it's concerning. Um, we have referrals to a number of programs that are great for people with issues with substances. Um, we're going to slowly talk to her about that sort of thing. Um, like I said, we just, when reports like this come across, we're the kind of people who get sent to check them out. And it's pretty much always something like this. So you have our sympathies. Okay. Jackie kind of nods along. And when you mentioned the part about the, uh, 
the flyers with good people, Jackie says. Yeah, we'll make sure we get you the best. And she's going to be looking at her phone as you're saying all this stuff. And, and I'm saying, also, sorry, I'm, try I'm trying to bring something up. So, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I'm also trying to human to see whether or not I think she's trying to uh, cover for this or whether she's genuinely concerned. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Okay. Yeah, I'd definitely be also trying to use human. She that is a 10 under is a genuinely concerned sister who is struggling to deal with a troubled sibling. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Good call. And she's uh, going to say, oh, go for it. No, no, no. Go right ahead. She's going to say, look, uh, I found it. I found it. This, this is that stupid community she got herself into. Yeah, uh, sometimes these online things can certainly be a factor. Why don't you go ahead and show me, and I'll take a look. And let's see if it can get posted easily in handouts, but I will announce uh, the comments. Yeah, so she she posts this this message where she's talking about her second trip, where she uh, she went on top of a roof. And, and she also mentions her first trip, but she's really talking about her second trip, right? Keep, and she keeps her story straight, whatever. But she's getting these replies on Facebook. I mean, look at them. And in a moment, I will say them out loud, but you guys can go ahead and read them. Or, you know what? While I'm posting them, why doesn't someone read them for me? Sure. Uh, this is the uh, the first comment. Uh, is from Mellymoon205. This was like 10 years ago. A friend and me were tripping hard, lol. We said, maybe we can read each other's minds. Sounds fun, right? We said, let's each get a piece of paper and take turns. I'll think hard about something. And, uh, and write it down, and you write down what you think I'm thinking. Then we'll compare. Super scientific. So the first two times, it was totally random. She wrote, like, my favorite color is green. And I wrote, whoa, Macarena. It was fun. Then the third time, we showed our papers, and I had written exactly the same thing she wrote. Same punctuation, even. Happy birthday, Mr. Bundy. We had watched this creepy show about Ted Bundy. Anyway, my friend freaked out. That made me freak out. We quit the experiment. But the next morning, I found the papers and remembered. It was scary. We never tried that again. And the second comment is by I B Love. Since I was a kid, I sometimes hear this weird hum, almost electrical. I even got hearing tests for it, but they said my ears were fine. Two or three times it got louder, always driving past a funeral home. Nobody else heard it. One time, I was with friends at the mini park across from Heritage Hall. The hum got real loud. Then for no reason, I started crying and apologizing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry weirded my friends out they made me get up and started walking and then it faded and i got back to normal they were still freaked out so i made up that i'd got high and didn't tell anyone a couple days later i found out that was the exact bench where a student killed herself 15 years before i didn't tell my friends that and then jackie why don't you read the last one gotta push the
The third one is from Danny Devines. A couple months ago, a very skeptical client came in out of curiosity. She bought a photo of her she brought a photo of her beloved grandmother who died when the client was young. As I attuned to the spirit represented in the photo, I began to see things from the grandmother's life. The client was able to confirm one thing after another. Soon we were able to explore more of the amazing life this wonderful woman who had loved her grandchild so much. It was beautiful. DM me for an appointment if you want to reach out to a loved one. And those are the only comments. One for each of you. That worked out nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. I mean, but she's convinced. That is strange, certainly. Yes, but, um, well, this sort of things. Look, we, we understand that you're concerned for your sister and we're still just asking questions. Like I said, she's not in any trouble. Uh, but uh, do you have a place to stay here yet? Uh, we still haven't heard a timeline for when she's getting discharged, so I didn't know what your plan was. Yeah, the uh, the hospital. The person at the reception said that the hospital has a deal with a, a hotel just two blocks from here. Uh, so I, I have lodging there. Good. Well, here, why don't we get your information so we can stay in touch and uh, we'll let you collect yourself and make sure that your sister got her food. Who has the highest intelligence? I think probably uh, Drake, but maybe mine's, Jackie. Well, it's 12, so. Oh, mine is um, 17. Yeah, so mine's 11. Say, Defin I think... Definitely Jackie. All right, yeah. Jackie, you, you notice uh, B. Ham is definitely short for Birmingham. So when this is a local group. Okay. Everybody posting here must be from the Birmingham area. Okay, got it. Yeah. I hadn't put that together, so my intelligence must not be 17. Reading it, I didn't put it together until they said Beeham is in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, Beeham, Bell, and Shadow. Cool. Hell and Shadow. I'm kind of surprised there's so many members, like almost 200 members, but uh, not that much interaction on the actual stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently people come at it just to post uh, laughing, laughing on the comments. I'm saying that out of character, but yeah, she's going to mm -hmm. stare at you. Uh, just think like, what, what can you all make of this? Well, uh, it's people say a lot of things online. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm still concerned. I'm just concerned. She said that she met a woman. She disappeared. Um, here, why don't I write... I mean, I can write down the name of the club we were at. Yeah, that would be helpful. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, she will do so, and I will look it up. And then, uh, what time do you guys want to go till? 8 o'clock, or... 
yeah, this is getting to be a good time for me, sadly. Yeah, same. It's a, definitely a good point beat-wise to, uh, yeah. to pause after that same. drop of, oh, what is going on here? Fascinating. Yeah. There. So I guess we can stop there. Um, you can say any closing comments, but you're still in this in this room. Uh, she's giving you what she can give you. Um, a lot of it is saying what the sister has already told you, but she's doubling down on feeling that it's weird. The name of the club that she gives you is called The Hunt. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, it's good playing with y'all, and this is going to be a weird one. I look yeah. forward to uh, the next session. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea what's going on. I'm curious. I'm also like, do we need to go down to Birmingham? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> this is like one of those things where, like, Drake is tempted to just be like, "It is what it is. It's one weird thing. You don't just go shooting people for this." Do you? <laughs> but it does seem like uh, something about this online community. We may have to do some more digging. Uh, luckily, yeah. he's got the skills for that, hopefully. We'll see if I have the roles for it. <laughs> Jackie's definitely wondering, like, if maybe her missing partner could have teleported and she's not dead. She's still hoping after all these years. Like, her partner's totally dead. Oh. But she's still like, oh my god, this is the first time I've heard of teleportation. Maybe Sam is alive somewhere. She's like, I never oh. saw a body kind of thing. Yep. Woof. But if if uh, Sam teleported, why didn't he just come back home? Yeah, see, that's the thing. is like, If, if she was somewhere, you'd think she would have found a way home. But I don't know. Or at least know. a phone. Maybe she teleported somewhere not on Earth. No, she she oh, did teleport. Then she is dead. She teleported into a volcano. It it was actually <laughs> just really roundabout. Ugh, it was, oh, it no. was rough. <laughs> oh, man. Or she could be in Beetlejuice. Yeah. This is true. So Jackie's definitely like high-key looking for any connections that she can to this and her partner's disappearance in her mind. Yeah, I like um, that. Uh, you you can definitely work that in on the next session if, if you find a way to do so. I will do my best. I'll find a way. Yeah, and Bob is definitely just over here, like 